Hello, and welcome back to the Locked On Dimebacks podcast, hosted by me, Miller Thomas. Check out my website, millerthomas24.myportfolio.com, to check out all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. Uh, today, you know, it's Monday, and today we're starting off a new thing. We're going daily now on the Locked On Dimebacks podcast, part of the Locked On Network. All your MLB uh, podcasts across the network are now going to be starting Monday through Friday. Every day you could get Dimebacks coverage, insights, rumors, news, all from me, Miller Thomas. Now today, in segment number one, we're going to be talking about Carson Kelly. We're going to do a little spotlight player review. We'll spotlight a different player until opening day or, you know, if we run out of players, then we'll stop whenever. But we're going to try to do a different player every day to opening day. Today, we're going to start with Carson Kelly, catcher for the Arizona Dimebacks. And then in segment number two today, we'll have our first game ever on the show. We'll call it a Muted Mondays. So every Monday is going to be Muted Mondays. And during the game, we're going to look at headlines from the past week and weekend. We're either going to decide mute that headline or we're going to want to turn it up. So we'll do that in segment number two today. But before that, if your company is interested in men between the ages of 18 and 44, your company should be sponsoring this podcast. Locked on Dimebacks is listened to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 to 44. So if you want men between 18 and 44, this is your spot. Plus, our rates are the most reasonable around. Email me at millerthomas24 at yahoo.com to find out more. All right, so let's jump right into segment number one in our spotlight player review. As we take a look at the, as we take a look at the upcoming season for Carson Kelly. Now, we all know Carson Kelly is part of the infamous Goldie trade. For better or worse, Goldie, fan, uh, face of the franchise, you know, franchise player, was traded to the St. Louis Cardinals as we got Carson Kelly and Luke Weaver in the return. Now, Carson Kelly is still only 25 years old, and he actually just had one of the best seasons ever as an Arizona Diamondback catcher, comparable to any great season by Miguel Montero and Wellington Castillo. And that's kind of where I want to go today. Carson Kelly had a great first campaign with Arizona Diamondbacks last season. It's comparable to any great campaign by Arizona Diamondback catcher. And if you were to rank the best Arizona catchers, they'd probably go Miguel Montero, number one, and Wellington Castillo, number two. And the reason why I wanted to talk about Carson Kelly is because I believe, I believe he has the chance to become the greatest Arizona Diamondback catcher ever. Because when you compare him to the other two names I just mentioned, uh, Castillo and Montero, he fits right along with them. If you look at uh, Carson Kelly's first campaign last year, he had 18 homers. Castillo's best campaign ever, he had 20 homers, and Montero hit 18 in his best campaign. Now, it won't be too hard to be the best dime back catcher ever. I mean, at least second best. Castillo only had two great seasons. Uh, with the Arizona Diamondbacks, because if I pull it up real quick, let me take a look at this. Uh, Wellington Castillo only played one and a half seasons with the Arizona Diamondbacks, not even two full seasons, and he's arguably considered the second greatest catcher ever for the Diamondbacks. So that tells you it's not a long list of players you have to jump over to be considered one of the best. Because with, uh, with Miguel Montero, he's really the guy that you have to look at if Carson Kelly wants to be uh, remembered as a great Arizona Dimeback. Uh, Montero started 130 games 
uh, over the course. Started 130 games or more over the course of three different seasons. No one else in team history uh, passed 111 before him until Carson Kelly came in last year. Kelly last year actually played 111 games, and no player had at least played 111 games uh, since Miguel Montero. And there was only one other catcher in Diamondback history to play at least 111. That was Damian Miller in 2001. So there's only two previous catchers before Carson Kelly to even play 111 games. So that's pretty incredible that he was able to do in his first campaign with the Arizona Diamondbacks. And Miguel uh, Montero played a total of nine years here in Arizona, more than any other player ever. So when you consider that also, Carson Kelly needs to have time on his side to be considered at least a great of a catcher as Montero. And to be only 25 years old, he still has a lot of time here if the Arizona Diamondbacks want to keep him. Montero is third on Arizona's all-time list for game played. So Kelly's going to need time to overcome that because Montero was pretty unbelievably healthy throughout his time here. So we'll see if Kelly could keep that up as well. And then Montero also ranks fourth in both hits and RBIs for the Diamondback franchise. So those he's one of the league leaders for the Arizona Diamondbacks in those categories. So if Kelly could even approach those, he can be considered at least the number two greatest catcher ever. And I think he has a real chance for number one based off what we saw last year. Now if you look at Wellington Castillo, he had 31 homers over a total of six of 760 plate appearances. So over 760 plate appearances, Castillo had 31 homers. I believe Carson Kelly could easily pass that last year. I mean next year. I mean cuz if we look at the last season, he had 18 he had 18 homers. So I'm pretty sure next year he could get at least 18 again. If he gets 15 homers, he'll still be able to pass that number. When thinking of other factors or why Carson Kelly could be a great all-time catcher for the Diamondbacks, I also think about his time that he did spend in St. Louis. He was able to back up one of the greatest catchers we've ever seen in Yadier Molina. Molina's an MVP candidate in the NL for the St. Louis Cardinals at the catcher position. That's pretty tough to do. Only guys like Buster Posey are in the same category as Molina. So Carson Kelly... If he could take where he learned from St. Louis is backing up Yadier, and he's already on pace to be one of the greatest catchers in Diamondback history, just based off the first campaign that we saw, I think if Kelly continues to improve, he definitely is on that trajectory to be considered the GOAT of Arizona catchers. The GOAT. So we'll see if he can do it. I mean, a lot goes into next year. There's not a lot of options behind Kelly. He's the clear-cut guy, the everyday catcher for the Arizona Diamondbacks. And I believe he has a big year ahead of him. He could definitely make some money with the next year he has. And the catcher position, you know, whenever you could get about 20 home runs from him and he could bat around 270, give you some RBI production, that's always a plus Catcher position is one of the lesser-known offensive production positions in baseball. So if Carson Kelly could come in and be, you know, the sixth or fifth guy in your lineup, I think you'll definitely take that if you're the Arizona Diamondbacks. Stay tuned for our first game of the podcast on this Muted Monday, where we'll take a look at headlines from the past week and decide whether to mute it or turn it up after this quick message. If you've been a listener of this podcast, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. But you may not know that Locked On Dimebacks is a great way 
for your local business to reach passionate Dimeback fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. Not just any podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with Dimeback fans in a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, let's put your company right here on this Locked On podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. Text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising. Let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve Locked On Podcast success. Locked On Advertising success. Once again, text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you. Welcome back for segment number two here on the Locked On Dimebacks podcast. Host Millard Thomas, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And it's time for Mutant Mondays. We're going to take a look at headlines from the past week and decide whether to mute it or turn it up. Now the first headline is from Bleacher Report writer Jacob Schaefer. He just did an article where he gave a grade to all 30 MLB teams based on their offseason. He gave the Dimebacks a B plus. You know what I'm going to do with that? I'm going to turn it up. Now, a B plus? Me personally, I'll probably give them an A minus. But I'll turn up a B plus real quick. Uh, the Dimebacks have had a pretty solid offseason in terms of acquisitions. They got Madison Bumgarner from their rivals, the San Francisco Giants. He was a great addition. He's going to be the top rotation guy, ace of the rotation. They got Cole Calhoun. He's going to be your right fielder, left fielder, corner outfielder. Hit 33 bombs uh, last season, middle of the lineup guy. He's going to be a great addition to the team. Got Starling Marte. Two-time Gold Glove winner is going to clear up center field, which was a big need for the Dimebacks heading into the new season. So Mike Hazen did a great job of addressing that area of needs. So Starling Marte is going to fit right in at the top of the lineup. Then you got Hector Rondon uh, from the Houston Astros. He's going to be a great relief pitcher for the Arizona Dimebacks. Uh, Was solid last year, had a 3-7-1. ERA, so he'll be a nice back of the bullpen guy. And then also, they got another uh, relief pitcher in Junior Guerrero. Guerrero played for the Milwaukee Brewers last year, had a 3.55 ERA, 83 innings, was really solid. Gonna be a nice late inning guy as well, maybe your seventh or eighth before Archie Bradley, and who knows, maybe could take over the closing role if Archie Bradley struggles at any point during the season. And then they rounded it out with Steven Voigt. Uh, Voigt is a nice backup catcher, nice compliment to Carson Kelly. And Voigt actually has four straight seasons of of double-digit home runs. So I think it's going to be a great addition to this lineup on days when Carson Kelly is not catching left-handed batter so it gives you a little versatility in your lineup I think it's just I think it's gonna be great all around I love the offseason acquisition for the Dimebacks thought they hit some big areas of need and I think they're primed for a breakout 2020 MLB campaign now the next lineup is not gonna make UD back fans too happy AJ Pollock recently said in a little back and forth with his teammate Joe Peterson, you know, they were talking about MLB attendance and how Dodgers fans 
go everywhere. And this is what AJ Pollock said in a joke when talking about D-backs fans and their attendance to their home games. He said, not many. So he basically said, there's not too many D-back fans and they're not true supporters of their team. So you know what I'm going to have to do with that? Mute it, AJ Pollock. We don't want to hear anything from you. After you went to a division rival, LA Dodgers, we all know as D-back fans, uh, the Dodgers are the most hated team here in the Valley, uh, for at least the MLB, and we just hate uh, most LA teams in general. So the fact that you said that, and then the Dimebacks are 17th in attendance. So they're middle of the pack. It's not like they're the Miami Marlins or the Tampa Bay Rays. The Dimebacks have good a fan base it's just that their tickets are usually cheaper so we get a lot of bandwagoners and uh out-of-state people you know people love to move to arizona retire it's a lot of snowbirds so it's a lot of people who aren't from arizona who go to these games and watch them so it's not like uh the diamondbacks are fake supporters it's just that they have a lot of people from out of town that like to come in and buy up their tickets so i'm gonna say that's fake news aj pollock we're gonna go ahead and mute that quote from you because we're tired of you you're an la dodger now We don't want to hear from you. Mute that headline. Now, the next headline I want to look at is from David Schoenfield, ESPN writer. And he wrote an article uh, about a week or two ago. And he did, uh, he highlighted the most likely player on every MLB team to be traded. And he uh, picked Robbie Ray as the Dimebacks player that's most likely to be traded. I'm going to have to turn that headline up, Schoenfield. Uh, I wholeheartedly agree if any player were to be moved at the deadline, it's either going to be Archie Bradley or Robbie Ray. And I would say Robbie Ray is the guy most likely because his name has been in the rumors for the last couple seasons. After he had that all-star campaign a couple years ago, he's been regressing every year. Ira Ray went uh, around 3-9 a couple seasons ago. Then went above four last year, so he's been struggling a little bit. His name is constantly in rumors. And I think if he does have a a bounce-back campaign this year, I think teams will be interested in him at the deadline as a middle-of-the-rotation guy. He's still only 28. He's cost-controllable. So he's a guy that a lot of teams are going to look at at the deadline if he is uh, having a pretty good season. I think if he's around 3-5 to 3-7 ERA, the team wants to make a playoff push or, you know, they're already World Series contenders, but they're just missing that third or fourth rotation guy. I could see a team pulling the trigger, pulling the trigger on a Robbie Ray trade. Now the last headline I want to look at, is the Boston Red Sox uh, interviewing the Dimebacks bench coach, Luis Herrera, on their open coaching position. And I just want to mute that headline because we here in Arizona don't want to lose our bench coach. Uh, That's how we got Torrey Lovello. He used to be the bench coach for the Boston Red Sox, and now the Red Sox are trying to do the opposite and poach the bench coach for the Diamondbacks. I mean, Herrera as being under uh, Lavello the last few years. The Red Sox know he has the, the culture within him of Boston, and they're probably going to want to bring him to uh, bring him over to be their head coach if they can poach him away from the Dimebacks. Herrera managed the rookie-level Arizona League Dimebacks and served as a coach for the AAA Reno races before getting, uh, before getting the call to be the bench coach for Torrey Lavello in 2018 so he's been a guy that's been with the organization for a few seasons now 
and we've seen him progress. I think as a Dimeback fan, we just want to see him stay with the team and continue his role. Obviously, we'll all be happy if he goes on to be with the Red Sox and have great success, but I think we'll rather see him have that success here in Arizona, hopefully bring another Valley Championship here because we've been starving for one for a very long time. If your company is interested in men between the ages of 18 to 44, your company should be sponsoring this podcast. Locked on Dimebacks is listened to by uh, to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 to 44. So if you want men 18 to 44, this is your spot. Plus, our rates are the most reasonable around. So please email me at millerthomas24yahoo.com so we can get a deal started. Now, don't forget to come back tomorrow while I'll be spotlighting a different player and we'll introduce our new Tuesday game. See you tomorrow, everyone, and thank you for listening in to the Locked on Diamondbacks podcast hosted by Miller Thomas. We'll see everyone tomorrow. Have a good day or night or morning, whatever time you are listening to this. Peace.